Welcome to Yam Not Potatoes, a podcast about life as we currently know it by three starch friends. Abby. Hello. Mireille. Hi. And me, Jing. Woo! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did I sound assertive? <laughs> So I recently started a new part-time job as a UX UI researcher and designer. And when I was reviewing my work goals with my manager, uh, I listed confidence as one of the things I wanted to improve on, like as the third item after a couple technical skills. And then she told me that I should actually work on confidence as my top priority because according to her, I'm like, good with the technical skills but like the confidence part is really what I should be working on then she went on to tell me that when I was doing the interview the recruiting it was down to like two interviewees at the end between me and another candidate and then the other candidate was very confident but maybe not as experienced whereas I was uh, good but not very confident and the manager said that they hired me because they already knew me before but if if they didn't then they would have hired the other person yeah so I think this is very true I definitely struggle with confidence and this got me thinking about how when I edit our podcast I also noticed like I use a lot of weaker language like I guess or I think and a lot of ums, which uh, I think is also true in work and school settings where we like have meetings and stuff. I, I tend to be more reserved. So today I thought it would be interesting to talk about confidence. Firstly, what is confidence to you guys and how has your relationship to confidence evolved over the years? So I think it's good to define what I consider confidence before I talk about um, like my confidence level. And for me, I see confidence as someone who like has a lot of self-love and is very proud of themselves. Um, and I think there's a difference between someone who appears confident, but is actually just full of ego and just like needs to show off, mm-hmm. like show off how great they are, which is not confidence. Um so I feel like someone who is confident, they don't need to show off because they already know who they are or they already know how great they are, you know, or it's like they don't need to try to create a certain image um, because, you know, they accept who they are um, and they mm-hmm. trust and love themselves. So that's kind of how I see confidence. And I am definitely someone who used to lack a lot of confidence. Um, I think especially in high school, I think that was my low point so far in my life. And I'm sure it will be for the rest of my life, high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think it was because I like thought too much about how people cared about me. Um, And obviously it's mostly about like, my exterior like my appearance like how do I look how am I dressed um just like all these things in high school I also had really terrible acne problems so I think that also affected it um Mm. so it's like all these things that just kind of added up where I just felt uncomfortable um Mm. like with myself in a way um and there's also this phrase in Korean um it's 눈치를 보다 um, there's no direct translation, but it's basically when you're kind of checking on how someone's reacting um, or like trying to gauge like their emotions or responses. Um, and I think it's actually a really big part of um, Korean social interaction. Um, I read some articles how like this specific thing is like very specific to Korean people. It's so interesting that there, there is like a specific phrase for that. Yeah, and I think maybe it's like this whole seniority thing and just like 
mm-hmm. there's just so much of that age and like you're older or you're more experienced to so that kind of thing. And I think because I also grew up um, like most of my life, I grew up uh, with my cousins who were seven and eight years older than me. Um, mm-hmm. And like just being around them and their friends, I think that also kind of made me like 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 mm-hmm. have this kind of thing a lot um which obviously builds up a certain like insecurity um so i i think that really added up to my lack of confidence but i think as i got older maybe it's just an age thing or it's just like you kind of just learn more about yourself and you just build up this kind of I don't care mindset. Like, obviously, I still care about what, how people think of me, but I, in most part, I'm just like, whatever. I look terrible today. It doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> uh, people, like, I don't care what people think of me kind of thing. Yeah, so I think it's just like, yeah, maybe it's just time. Like, as, t- as I grow older, I know how to take care of myself. Like not, not, not just like dressing up and stuff like that, but like mentally, like how to like train my brain not to like think too much about these external things. Yeah. I agree with a lot of what you said. I think um, confidence is part self-assurance and awareness, but also just not choosing not to listen or care about other people's opinion, particularly when they have to do with you. And like mm-hmm. what you do or how you look or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think it comes out most in how we talk or our body language. Because when I was thinking of this question, I was thinking like when I was younger, something that I would do to like blend in, which I which I now see as like a lack of confidence, is I was taller than a lot of my friends or bigger than a lot of my friends. Um, so I would slouch more or I would like, stand in ways where I wouldn't like my um shoulder height wouldn't be that much taller than everyone like I'd be like mm-hmm. particularly like um slanty or slouchy because I was like not comfortable with being the tallest one especially when all the aunties are like oh you're so tall I mean, you're such a tall you're like, yeah I know but like no I'm not like I'm the same height as everyone else like those sort of things um now I slouch because I have bad posture, but back then, <laughs> um, yeah. I I also think confidence has a lot to do with situation or environment. Like, and it can be a very quick switch depending on who you're with. It can you can come off a certain way, and then like with what if it's like someone who who you might have to show more respect to, um, like you said, Mary, it can really peg you down really quickly. The other thing I was thinking about in relation to this question is. Um, you know when you like have flashbacks to embarrassing moments and then you're like oh no like that thing I did so long ago um yeah those things always like come back and I like shivers yeah like like I'm over it but apparently I'm not (laughs) yeah yeah um but I think I'm in the same boat with you where knowing myself better I'm able to take care of my mental space more so I am like more trusting of my own opinion and then also just like I don't have time to care about what yeah. other people think I look like. Like this is what it is. And this is how it's gonna be today. Like <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But one last last thing is like you can really fake confidence, like the fake it till you make it sort of mentality mm-hmm. is like it works, I guess is what yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like kind of mentally tricking yourself that you are confident you are great (laughs) yeah and then at some point that becomes true right like you you become like oh you know like I don't need to fake it because you picked up that actual thing that you wanted to learn or whatever Mm -hmm. so then you do make it I guess is the (laughs) other half of that that phrase (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I relate to a lot of what both of you said um both like externally and internally confidence um is really i think liking yourself and believing in your abilities mm. uh, i think like mire i wasn't my best self in high school <laughs> mm-hmm. high school oh my god 
<laughs> yeah, like I think growing up, I was always like the chubbiest or the biggest among like friends or family. So that, uh, like what Abby said, like the aunties would always be like, "Oh, you you grew so much." <laughs> yeah, like, every like, Chinese New Year. <laughs> so, like, like, is there nothing else you can tell me? <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else they can say. <laughs> so, I think um, that was something that affected how I felt about myself and how I carry myself. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, I I think I don't actually care too much about what other people think, but. I just struggle to feel good about myself. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure why, but I think intrinsically I feel uh, a lot of the times I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not uh, competent in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I compare myself with people I want to be like, or mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's my personality, but I, this is something that I always struggle with. Yeah, and I always crave some kind of external validation to like confirm my abilities, which mm-hmm. is something I kind of dislike about myself. But, well, I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's all a process, yeah. yeah. Like, I definitely agree with the whole comparison thing. I think it's so difficult not to... <laughs> Something I was thinking about too was when I was younger, my uh, family would do a lot of comparing. They'd be like, oh, you didn't play piano as well as like that other kid. Or like your grades aren't as good as whoever. And like I didn't grow up in a family that had a lot of praise per se. So I think also that led to a lot of comparing myself to other people too. Because it's like, well, if if this is what you knew growing up, then like it just continues in your head. Um, even if your parents don't affirm it anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I need to build up some internal system of affirmation that I can provide for myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's helpful for me to, it's like, even if it's not super special, I'll wear things that make me more confident or that I really like. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday I went to, um, a dinner that I was like a bit nervous about so I wore socks with gudetama on them <laughs> like like things like that where it's like um, at least it'll make me feel like it'll remind me of something I like or something and that's happy and I'll be like yeah you know this dinner's yeah. fine <laughs> like yeah yeah maybe I should take care of my appearance more too <laughs> so the fake it till you make it like you look good and nice and then you also feel good and nice internally <laughs> <laughs> depending on how you it depends on how you look for a validation but yeah mm. you could like start your day with three mantras of what you like about yourself best <laughs> okay not to give unsolicited mm. advice <laughs> <laughs> no I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, this like confidence level or our perception of ourselves whether Uh, how we grew up or in our personal life also affects how we behave in our professional life Mm -hmm. uh, at our workplace. So like I mentioned in my story earlier, confidence is very important at job interviews. How do you feel about job interviews or job hunting in general? I So this question is very real to me because I've been struggling so much like job hunting the past few months um and I've definitely come to a point where I was like oh my god I'm just applying to a bunch of jobs and interviewing and I'm getting no desirable answers like what's going on like is something wrong with like my CV like I think it, it's just like you keep building up this doubt about like your skills and your experience but then there's obviously like external barriers that you have no control of like for my case it was it's obviously COVID and like stricter restrictions um for foreigners but at that moment you forget about these stuff because you're just like internalizing everything onto yourself um 
But I think just in general, like job hunting specifically, I I guess like I feel pretty okay with it. Um, I think, and when it comes to like job interviews, one thing that I try to do to make sure that I feel confident is like I really try to do as much research as possible, like about the company, about the person I'm interviewing. I like look at everyone's LinkedIn um, Mm -hmm. and like read up on like every single possible thing, um, like so that I also know enough to like be confident if they ask me any questions. So, I mean, I guess this is like any advice that people will give, like prepare for the interview kind of thing. And I think it definitely helps me um, like be more confident of like entering the interview. Um, But one thing that I also realized um, during the few months when I was job hunting and interviewing and stuff was that I realized I like, the moment I like get a name from HR, be like, you're going to be interviewing this person. You obviously can tell what kind of gender this person is, or if this person is Asian or not. And I think that immediately sets a certain like comfort level in my head um, where I'm like, oh, like it's going to be an Asian woman. So I, I'm sure it's going to be fine, you know, or like you just feel a sense of like, comfort and like oh this person could probably sympathize with me on certain things or stuff like that but then I get like a white man's name and I'm like okay (laughs) I need to like really be confident you know (laughs) entering this interview so I think I mean it's not just like job workplace situation I think that's just how I react in general in like any social interaction Mm. um it's definitely become more prominent when I was like doing interviews. Like the moment I see a white guy on the Zoom call, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, let me uh, sit up straighter. I don't want to be like seen as this young Asian woman, like whatever image they have of us, you know, like I need to like be assertive, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anyone really enjoys interviewing, um, it's kind of just that thing you do to like see if you're compatible with the company. Mm-hmm. So in some ways it kind of feels like first dates. You're like <laughs> side eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tend to approach it from the angle of make myself relatable to the interviewer as much as possible. <laughs> like I'll do the same thing as Mira, like feel more comfortable if it's like one certain way or the other. And then if it's not, then I'll be like, okay, like gonna gonna do the thing and maybe treat myself to a coffee afterwards mm-hmm. um yeah someone at my previous job said they would listen to really loud pop music to hype themselves up for the interview and then they would like do a dance and their like partner would like do the dance with them <laughs> um I thought that was really cute and then after listening to that on my next interview I um listened to anime music because you know, Haikyuu is so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Miri, when you were talking about like doing a lot of research for a job, I've done it before where I've like researched too much about the job and not enough about myself. So then mm-hmm. when they ask me questions, I don't feel as confident. Um, yeah. So then like after that, I, the next one, I was like thinking a lot internally about how I can answer questions that I didn't do enough research on the company. So there's just like a balance of what you do. Mm -hmm. Something I end up doing now is when I'm interviewing and you know, when you leave the interview and all the questions like flash in your head and you're like, did I answer it properly? Those sort of things. Um, I'll write them down so that at the next interview, if they come up again, I can like answer them better. And then after I write them down, I'm like, I'm not thinking about this again until I interview again. Like Mm -hmm. I try to like, bury it so I don't analyze it too much because I find analyzing things also affect my confidence too much where you like think back about that interaction so many times like it only played out one way but I don't know why I have to circle through all the possibilities in my head (laughs) yeah yeah I totally agree these are really good tips I should learn (laughs) 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 I've definitely also um um 
I research too much about the company and then I don't think enough about myself and then and then during the interview when they start asking questions I'm like oh shit I forgot to ask myself I I try to I think like my process of research isn't like specifically or only about the company but also researching like people who have interviewed with that company, what kind of questions they got or like what kind of questions people in the position got. I mean, obviously if it's a small company, there's no data online, but if it's a big company, you can get data of like what questions people have previously got. Um, So I think that's what I try to look for. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say I do the anime song high form up thing too. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my baseline is usually lower. Like I'm like usually like calm and low energy, <laughs> so I need mm. to hype myself up to be more like engaged in the conversation and sound more enthusiastic. Especially now mm. that everything is online and the virtual setting is. A, a bit a bit less stimulating so mm-hmm. yeah and um i i think i tend to worry a lot before an interview but when when it starts and then when i get into the flow it tends to be okay mm-hmm. but uh going back to what mira was saying earlier about like how job hunting is quite difficult in general because like you don't get the feedback of like when you submit like your whole like resume and your cover letter or whatever the whole package and then you don't hear back until a few weeks or even months later that's like very difficult because you don't know you don't know how well you're doing or like how people are reacting to your stuff so that's I think I find that really difficult I think this goes back to what we were talking at the previous question about like or I need affirmation so so, yeah, mm-hmm. job hunting is difficult for me. <laughs> and yeah, a few months ago, I was I was looking for an internship for for the summer, which I didn't get, but that's okay. Um, I do think that job hunting can be soul crushing for people with low self esteem, but um, what I'm trying to do is focus more on the things I can control like getting more experience doing more research and um, improving my portfolio and resume and things like that mm-hmm. yeah when it comes to the actual interview I, I really struggle with self-promotion like I like talking about my process and my work and my portfolio pieces but if I'm answering questions like what are my strengths or uh like when I'm talking about the experience I don't necessarily talk about how like how much I've contributed in a project or things like that Mm -hmm. I just I don't know I just gotta maybe I should practice (laughs) yeah you just gotta just push it a little you know like sure you've only contributed like 50% on that project but actually, I've done eighty percent of the project. You know, you just gotta those those little things are fine. <laughs> the interviewer probably doesn't even remember half of the things you said. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But I like I I agree. Self promotion is hard, even when I'm trying to promote or like tell my friends things about myself. I'm like I'm so used to being like like I'll listen to what you have to say and like mm-hmm. not try to take up space that like. Sometimes it's hard for me to read, like, find the words to be like, these are all the things I'm doing. And then, or like, these are all the things I'm stressed about. But then I sometimes always end up with, it's okay, though. Like, like I have to reaffirm it yeah, to myself because I'm like, you know, it's too. fine. Don't worry about me. But like, um, yeah, like speaking about myself is can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm like that too. And even with like this podcast, I'm not really promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends found out 
recently and then she was like what you didn't tell me about it <laughs> I'm like, okay, you don't 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 listen to it <laughs> yeah we kind of talked about this uh next question a little bit in our answers like so we are all women and our experience are affected by that in one way or another and the reason i I thought about this was because when when I was having that conversation with my manager, what I said was um, I put confidence as like the last item because I don't think that's something I can work on. I I could have a concrete plan to work on it. And then she said, you could actually. And then she brought up things like, oh, like if you think about like as women, we we tend to uh, be more like, condition to to behave a certain way or she asked me to think about my language and body language and things like that so I did a little bit of searching and then I came across this article it's by mm. the Atlantic a lack of confidence isn't what's holding back working women it's by Stephanie Thompson and so the author argues that it's not that women lack confidence in their abilities it's that women are perceived as less likable when they assert themselves like as opposed to men with whom like assertiveness is seen as a good trait and self-promotion is more acceptable so I wonder what kind of reflections you have on this and have you ever had to navigate any potential tensions at the workplace that arise based on maybe like your confidence being misunderstood? Mm, I think, so first of all, um, like the first thing that came to my head when I read the headline um, of this article was like, wow, like men can really get away with being shamelessly confident, but women, I feel like when... I feel like there's like this kind of culture of like being celebrated that you shamelessly like showed off your achievement or like how great, like, I feel like there's this certain culture amongst women where you're like, oh, like, yeah, you can be shameless. Like, that's okay. Whereas with men, I feel like it's normal (laughs) or like, it's not even a thought. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, whatever he can be like this, like, that's fine. Whereas it's slightly different um, for women. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that showed up constantly in the beginning of this article was this whole idea of how women have to be more like men. And I was like, no, (laughs) like, it's not, it's not us. Like, it's not our problem. Um, And like the article continued, um, obviously acknowledging that it's not as, um, it's really like the workplace and like the society at large. Um, that's basically the problem um, in terms of like how they perceive women or confident women. Um, one thing that came into my head, it's like kind of ish related. Um, it's like when I, w- when I was doing an interview, um, my interviewer was a man, um, a white man, actually. And he was asking me about this like technical skill, um, which wasn't on a job description. So I obviously didn't have deep knowledge about it. Um, So I, that's what I told him, you know, like I, like I was able to answer to an extent um, that I knew, but I told him like, I actually don't know anything about this um, because I've never actually learned it and stuff like that and I didn't get the job like I don't obviously I don't I'm sure there's like other reasons why I didn't get the job but I did this Mm -hmm. similar thing um when I was interviewing with someone who was a woman um and that was fine or like she has the way she responded to it was like more in a friendlier way um yeah, I don't know if it has anything to do with this like gender perception and like confidence mm-hmm. stuff. But like to me it was like, oh, like I'm being very assertive telling my interviewer that I don't know rather than mm-hmm. pretending to know. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously it's up to them to determine how 
they think about that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess one thing also in this article that kind of bothered me was like, it's very binaristic, like men and women. Um, obviously, there's like, it's a lot more complicated for non-binary folks. Um, yeah. I like, specifically in Korea, I know like there's a lot of struggles um, for a lot of non-binary folks because there's, I mean, it's just harder to be. <laughs> non-binary in Korea yeah, yeah. um and I've also heard of stories where men who are just like stay-at-home dads are also lacking confidence be like taking care of their child because they would go like pick up their child at the kindergarten and like all the moms would be like looking at it weird like why why is the dad here um so it's like I think it's I think it's just really complicated, like this whole idea of like gender plus confidence. Um, and it's really up to right, how we perceive each other and how like we put ourselves in relation to that person. Um, and I don't think like this article suggested like doing workshops and like training, but mm -hmm. really like, is that even going to solve anything? Um, like, Will people even care to go to this workshop? Yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously, like, I don't have the answers or, like, solutions to this, but I feel like it's a lot more complicated than, like, let's host a workshop on, I don't know, I think one of the things was, like, a training on, like, dealing with backlash against confident women. I was like, what is that even? <laughs> like? I don't even understand what kind of training that is. That's um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I thought about a lot with this article is, yeah, there, it like really, it talks about the binary between men and women, but then also there is, like, I can't help but think about all the other layers of privilege. And I, I mean, even when I was thinking about the question of like potential workplace tensions as a result of confidence, like, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or if it's because I'm a person of color or if it's mm -hmm. because I'm young, like you, like, there's like a lot of reasons why mm -mm. you can be doubted in the workplace because of whatever. Um, so yeah, I think I liked how the article kind of like hinted at, oh, there is like a larger social thing um, and institutionally it's like this, but I think it didn't talk about all these other parts that kind of also play into confidence because you don't want to be perceived as like, or like a tiger mom, you know, like there's all these stereotypes of what a confident woman can be like, and they're not always positive, even if you do do those, like, do have those characteristics or skills or talent. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like so much, like, intersectionality yeah, yeah, basically is yeah. missing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's definitely a lot. The, a lot more to the topic than the the article kind of mm -hmm. hinted at but um, I think one thing that I found interesting was that um, she I, I'm actually not sure what the pronouns is for this author but the author talked about how it's kind of like women are socially conditioned to feel like they they shouldn't appear as confident as opposed to like they're not intrinsically confident. So then that made me think more about like, do I just not feel confident or do I just appear the way I am because I want to be liked or do I really not believe in myself? The story that Mireille was telling earlier reminded me of how like, I noticed there's a difference between when I have female supervisors versus male supervisors, the so like mm. when I asked for feedback, um, the male supervisor was like, "Oh, I think you are great. Um, I don't really have uh, complaints." And then whereas the female supervisor would notice more more like nuanced things, like, "Oh, you, you should improve, like work on your confidence," and then like. Um, mm. Uh, take this opportunity or things like that. So I do think that female managers are more um, observant in that way. Mm. Yeah. 
I'm curious how um, the culture here differs from, say, like uh, Asian workplaces. Uh, when I first started like doing part-time work here, I was surprised at how the supervisors are quite willing to listen to like uh, people like me, even though I'm just a student. But I think Asian countries, it's, it's less acceptable for people who are, I don't know, young and I don't know, female, things like that to, to, to assert themselves. But I've never worked there, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So changing gears, um, let's talk about confidence as like podcast hosts, if you identify with that term. <laughs> <laughs> How has running a podcast impacted your confidence? I think I'm not entirely sure how it affected my confidence. I think mainly because I'm trying to disconnect myself a little from the title podcast host. Um, Yeah, I I feel so exposed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel often that I am saying too much or that, like, do I want this to live on the internet? Um, those sort of things I, I think about. Um, yeah, there's a weird negotiation of how much I want to say about myself um, that as a result, I'm like, these things that I say can live online, but I don't have to identify with everything or like I, I can like, edit a little bit or choose my stories more carefully because I want to maintain that my identity isn't only what you see or Mm. hear. You don't see anything on the podcast. (laughs) What you hear on the podcast. um, Just a bit of self-preservation, I guess. Mm. Um, Yeah, because I don't want to become insecure, which is obviously the opposite of confidence by what I'm choosing to say or tell. So I think if we were to meet in person, I might come off a little bit differently just because you have to have like a certain type of energy or vocalization or articulation even when when doing a podcast that I don't think I've any of us really thought of when we were like yeah yeah we're just gonna like chat and it'll be okay but I think we're all like oh this is a bit more work than we thought it would (laughs) um but something that is super grating to my ears is how much I say like in between sentences or like to connect thoughts or like to connect thoughts um kind of got really self-conscious about it after the first two episodes but then I kind of also try to say it less but also just don't bother sometimes (laughs) yeah this is how it is and um maybe listen but maybe don't it's fine (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's so hard not to say, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so I I do this weird thing where I talk to myself a lot. Um, and when I'm talking to myself, I realize I'm saying like, I'm like, no, Mire, no, like, stop. <laughs> no, like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so hard. Um, and... I realized um, it's also like this verbal expression of myself is a lot harder for me also because I realized, well, first of all, I don't talk in English um, in a really, for a long time about myself often. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think it's different when you're having a face-to-face conversation. Um, But like what you mentioned, Abby, like podcast is a whole different beast where you like you really it's all about your verbal expression <laughs> um, and I think that has put a lot of like pressure on me in terms of like how I articulate things because I'm always co- constantly thinking in two different languages so it's like really hard for me to like articulate a whole thing about myself in one language um, so I realize it's like it's a good exercise <laughs> like yeah. being able to like train myself to um articulate in just English um mm. yeah but like going back to what 
you also previously said about like exposing yourself I yeah it's like kind of scary I'm definitely like even with like social media like Facebook Instagram I'm always like huh like I don't want to I don't want to like show too much or like post too much about like my family or like you know just like more personal things um but I think just the nature of this podcast like we're just having a conversation like I currently I just feel like I'm having a conversation with both of you um because obviously we don't have this like unknown listening ears like we can't see we don't know who these people are um so I think in that sense there's a certain like comfort level which brings certain confidence um Mm -hmm. but like back to your question I don't think I've evolved or like change Mm. Uh, maybe it's like too early to say anything has happened yet um Mm -hmm. yeah I think Mm. I think it's still a process like trying to figure out this whole podcast thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. part of it is like the three of us were like oh let's just do this like we're not answering to a certain need this is like entirely somewhat of a selfish indulgent desire to talk about ourselves on a podcast and I think because all three of us aren't people who strongly vocalize our opinions mm-hmm. um, even, like beyond like talking about ourselves and like telling funny anecdotes from our childhood or whatever um, we're not some not people who will immediately be like I think this and I think it very strongly and you're wrong blah 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 those sort of things that I think in some ways this does kind of just feel like a conversation but also an exercise of being able to speak better about ourselves mm-hmm. um, social promotion if you will yeah it's um, an interesting dynamic to do mm-hmm. podcasts yeah I agree like I think it's I kind of see it as a good practice for me to verbalize my thoughts and uh, kind of do storytelling for myself Mm-hmm. yeah like like what abby was saying like i don't usually voice my opinion that much in a day-to-day setting day in day-to-day conversations yeah starting this podcast i think i tried to bring a different side of myself um and i haven't really thought about drawing boundaries too much because i don't really think about the audience like yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, this is truly a self-indulgent thing, but um, <laughs> I kind of thought of it more like, oh, this is a thing we do as friends, and I really enjoy these conversations. Mm-hmm. I hope not too many people. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of what people want. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, in terms of confidence, I do feel conscious about how I'm speaking uh, when I edit and I hear all those ums and likes and I guess and I pause a lot or I, when I speak too slowly, that's very annoying to me. Okay, so how do you feel now as opposed to when we first started the podcast? Like Mireille, you were saying that you kind of feel the same but what about you Abby um I think I also feel about the same (laughs) I think um I think we're still finding the right tone for our podcast um and maybe aren't completely comfortable yet um but I mean it's going and I think really it's just funny to find things like, I, I feel like in some ways I, like, learn more about the two of you, but I'm not learning because we've been friends for a long time. So I'm just reaffirming things I know about you two. Um, like, when I edit or, like, when we do these podcasts, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is how you carry your thoughts or this is how you think. Um, mm. And this is how you express your thoughts, those sort of things. I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, mm. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I think I feel a bit more comfortable speaking in this kind of format and a bit less awkward than when we first started, but still it's like, yeah, only seven episodes. Actually, like (laughs) 
nine sessions because we kind of recorded the first two episodes twice. <laughs> but um, I, I think I care a bit less about potentially sounding stupid. But um, still far from being like super confident about this whole speaking thing. Should we end on giving each other affirmation, maybe validation on doing on doing podcasts together? <laughs> Co-host, if you will. Co-host. Wow. So now our friendship also has a different title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about what we like about each other. As co-hosts, <laughs> as co-hosts, as co-hosts. specifically co-hosts. in this context, yeah, there's a there's a certain boundary there. <laughs> like, um, don't air someone's dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think as co-hosts, it's I think it's so hard though, like because like I mentioned, like it just feels like I'm just having a conversation with both of you. Obviously, like I'm thinking about what I'm saying more carefully um, than if I were to just have a conversation with both of you. Um, yeah, so like, what do I like the most about co- as co-hosts? I think one thing that I've realized more clearly, I think it's the same thing that Abby just said, like you really get to reaffirm what you think of the other person. One thing I really realized was that Abby's really good at continuing conversations like I feel like you're really good at asking questions to like lead the conversation more um yeah I I think that's something that's hard for me especially because we're doing this on a video chat so I'm just like I don't know the cues I don't know how to do it at the same time yeah (laughs) Um, and one thing that I realized about Jing was that you actually just mentioned how like you feel like you're showing a different side of yourself, um, and I do feel like you are. I I don't know, like there's a there's a certain energy or like an attitude that you've like been showing through just podcast recording um, that I'm like, huh. I don't think I've seen you like this before. <laughs> Where's this energy in person? Yeah, like, oh. so maybe you are more confident. Yeah. Yeah. When Jingwa is mentioning that she does, uh, listens to anime songs or does push-ups to motivate herself, it reminded me of the time when we were we were recording something for like P40 and then Jing was doing like a voiceover. Oh, it was for the fundraising video. Right, and she literally yeah. dropped down and did like three push-ups. Oh my god. <laughs> before she before she spoke. It was yeah, I think Jing's energy, um, like the energy you bring out to this podcast is is very fun. And whenever you laugh, Jing, I feel it's like so validating. It's like, oh, something I said was funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think um yeah that is really it like helps keep the energy up and I see your effort and your sass like Jing's quite sassy yeah. on the podcast you know. <laughs> yeah um, um it's, it's so hard to edit my my laugh though it's too loud <laughs> it's okay but, it's good yeah uh, I'm glad you enjoy this side of me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like Mire is like the very consistent. Um, like Mire is very good at like offering structure and like consistency to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like I know sometimes it can, it like doesn't feel natural to like the way we segue things and stuff. I think like you're very quick to think of how to connect things and like um, tie it in, make it interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think Mire really keeps the operational and the structure side of things going for our weekly social media like posts and stuff yeah uh, she's usually the first mm-hmm. to like give suggestions yeah yeah it really keeps keeps us going and then even um 
the stories you tell are like very relatable. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I'm, I'm actually surprised I can think of stories. I'm usually the kind of person who, or maybe it's because I can think before I talk. If you just ask me the question right away, I would not think of the story. <laughs> you know, Mary, I was about to do the same thing as you. I was like, oh, like, like oh no it's not it's not that I'm good at storytelling or like helping with the flow it's because da, da, da. but I decided that I won't do that I'm just gonna take the compliment <laughs> yeah I was gonna say Abby's really good at keeping the flow of the conversation and coming up with good segues you are welcome <laughs> maybe I was fishing for a second compliment thank you Jane. I wasn't even gonna say thank you <laughs> so there are a lot of layers to confidence and it changes according to the situation and who we're meeting and who we're talking to so hopefully ending on a good affirmative note would help us not think too much about like being too vulnerable or exposing ourselves Mm. too much (laughs) yay (laughs) okay to end of our conversation today what are you going to do what am I going to do so it's almost 11pm here um, so it's time to watch a Korean drama (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have three things that I want to watch which obviously I can't watch all at once (laughs) If you um, wanted to, you could. If you really wanted to. Uh, no, I cannot. Yeah, <laughs> so these three things are one, watch the latest hometown cha-cha-cha episode. Mm-hmm. Two, watch the first episode of Peck's Spirit, which is a new um, Korean variety show with this celebrity chef um, on Netflix. Um Third is watch the 13th episode of Super Band 2, which is like a band Mm. competition show that I've Mm. been so obsessed with. Um, But anyways, it's a lot of shows and I must pick one. (laughs) I vote for two. I saw the trailer. It looks interesting. looks like a nice show Mm. to watch at night. Okay. Maybe I'll do that then. Yeah. (laughs) I'm... I guess because it's like 11 a.m. for me and Jing, I'm going to go out and have brunch. Nice. Yes. I have a meeting later in the afternoon for a mobile app I'm designing. It's a period mm. tracking app for youth, for a nonprofit. Oh. So mm. it's been going well, I think. Mm. We'll see. Nice. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. all right that's it for this episode like and subscribe assertive to us <laughs> wherever you're listening from let us know how you like our conversations by leaving us a review or commenting on our instagram at yeah potatoes all right bye <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.